you got a Bible from the book of Matthew, chapter number 14. Matthew, chapter number 14. We'll read a few verses. And uh, I'm glad I'm in church on a Monday night. Amen. And uh, I, I, really, I didn't grow up in church or grow, grow up around the things of God, but I'm glad somebody brought the gospel my way. Told me how much God loved me and Jesus died for me. And he saved me and changed my life. And ever since then, he just put a desire in my heart to be in the house of God. And I'm thankful for that, aren't you? If it was not, I know this much. If it was not for the grace of God, not one of us would be here tonight. Amen. We'd be in hell tonight. Or we'd be, our life would be in a mess. We'd be in jail somewhere. But I'm thankful for the grace of God tonight. Appreciate his goodness. Matthew chapter number 14. If you found your place, would you stand? As we read the word of God, Matthew chapter 14. Skip down to verse number 34. We'll just read the last three verses here in this chapter. And uh, for the sake of time, Matthew 14 and verse number 34. And the Bible said, And when they were gone over, they came into the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out in all the country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased and besought him that he that they might only touch the hem of his garment, and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, God, for the privilege to be in church tonight. I thank you, God, for the good songs of Zion that we've already heard, and God has blessed our heart. Thank you for the word of God tonight. Thank you, Lord, just for God being so wonderful to us, to God blessing us tonight. Thank you, God, for loving me and bringing me out of the horrible pit and out of the miry clay. Lord, I pray you'd help us right now. God, I recognize the fact that I cannot do anything within myself. God, I need your help. Lord, I pray you'd empty me of myself, fill me of the Holy Ghost. God, I pray help me to magnify you, Lord, in Jesus' name. God, I beg you if there's one lost tonight, Lord, I pray God tonight would be the night. They'd see their condemned condition, and I pray they'd come to you in repentance and faith. Moving this, God, moving our midst, Lord, I pray, and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for standing. Matthew chapter number 14 and these verses that I read in you here. And I want to preach tonight, God, to hit me just for a few moments on the key to missions. The key to missions. Now, I think we all understand where we're at in this passage of Scripture that in the previous verses, uh, Jesus has just fed the multitude and then he constrained the disciples to get in the ship to go to the other side and he went up apart and began to pray and intercede for them. And a great storm arose and Jesus came to them walking on the sea. You know how that Peter asked the Lord if he could come to him and he walked on the water and began to seek the Lord. He called out for help and the Lord touched him and called him and the Bible said there in verse number 33 and they, then they that were in the ship came and worshiped him saying of a truth, Thou art the Son of God. And so they come into the ship and then they arrive on the other side in the land of Gennesaret. And Jesus does a great work in, uh, in Gennesaret here in these verses. He heals many. And I, I think it's interesting. I studied on the miracles of Christ some time ago. And uh, you know, it's really impossible to really determine how many miracles that Christ performed in his ministry. I mean, we have specific 
specific miracles, but there's a lot of generic miracles. I mean, he would go to a portion, of, uh, he would go to a land or a region or a portion of that country, and then the Bible said he performed many miracles, that he healed many people. And so we really do not know exactly how many people uh, he touched and how many miracles he performed. John said, uh, listen, that if all had been written of him, the books could not contain the whole. And so we don't know all that Jesus done, but we do know this. We know that everywhere he went when he left, it was never the same. And uh, Listen, he, he done life-changing work everywhere that he went. And Gennesaret was no, uh, was no exception for that, but Jesus goes to this region and he, uh, listen, the Bible said there in verse number 35, and the men of that place had knowledge of him. First of all, to notice tonight the understanding of the citizens. The Bible said that they had knowledge of him. And I think the Lord had probably been to this region before. He had probably been to Gennesaret before and so they understood a little bit about who he was and what he was capable of. Can I say tonight that they understood his person, amen? He said that they had, an under, they, they had a knowledge of him, amen? Uh, they understood that he was more than just a man. They understood that he was more than just a prophet. They understood that he was more than just a teacher, but how they understood that he was the son of God, amen? How they understood that he was God in the flesh. How the Bible said in John 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God. They understood who he was. You say, how do you know that? How because friend listen they understood that their people needed help and, and God was the only one that could help them and so they understood that he was the sovereign God of all heaven he's the one who said let there be and there was he's the one thank God that parted the Red Sea he's the one that stood a Jordan up on a heap he's the one that brought the walls of Jericho down hey friend listen he's the Jehovah of the Old Testament it's Jesus Jesus of the New Testament. They understood who he is tonight, amen. And can I say tonight, friend, he's still the same God that he's always been, amen. And listen, he's still able to do great and amazing things. He's still able to save any sinner. He's still able to change any life. He's still the same God that he's always been. They understood his person tonight. I want to say they understood his power, amen. Say, look what the Bible said. The Bible said they sent out in the, verse thirty-five, and they sent out into all the country round about, and brought unto him all that were diseased. In other words, they they did not worry about finding a, a someone that was too bad that he couldn't help them. Amen. And the Bible said they went in all the country and brought all that was diseased. I mean, listen, they didn't go looking at the diseased and the condition they was in and thought somehow that the Lord could not help them. But no, no, friend. Listen, they knew that he had all power and there was not a sickness too bad. There was not a disease too great. There was not a situation too far gone that he was not able to intervene. And can I say tonight, thank God he's still able to save any sinner. It does not matter how vile. It does not matter how wretched. He's still able to change lives. I thank God, listen, he has the power how to change any life tonight. Amen. Yes. 
Oh, friend, he's still got all power, amen. I'm glad he's able to change lives. I tell you what, society will look at some and say, there's no hope for them. As a matter of fact, that's what they said about me. They said, there's no hope for him. He'll never straighten up. They'll probably find him in a ditch somewhere. Oh, deep. But I'm glad, thank God, Jesus didn't give up on me. I'm glad, thank God, he stepped in my Ganesha and changed my life when I couldn't help myself. Uh, listen, he done what I could not do. And can I say he's still able to save any sinner? It does not matter how vile. Uh, listen, he's able to reach the lowest of the low and the vilest of the vile. He has the same power to save that he's always had. Amen. All they had, they understood his person. They understood his power. But I want to say they understood his passion. Amen. The Bible said in the text that they sent out all the country and they brought unto them all that were diseased. Amen. Do you know the Bible clears up a lot of false doctrine? That's right. Amen. Do you know what the Bible teaches? The Bible teaches Jesus tasted death for every man. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish. Amen. Isn't that right tonight? Hey, the Bible said, listen, I believe it's 2 Corinthians 5, 14. He said, we, we, we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead, amen. Hey, who'd he die for tonight? He died for all. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, crowned with glory and honor, how that he, by the grace of God, has should taste death for every man. He died for every individual, for every sinner. He that knew no sin became sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. God in him. I'm telling you, listen, Jesus loves the world and he died for every sinner, amen? And listen, they did that. The Bible said they brought all that were diseased, amen? They, listen, they didn't ask him who the select few were. Amen, friend. Oh no, listen, they were going after all of them. How because they knew he died for, listen, that he cared, he loved all of them tonight, amen. You know who Jesus, who he loves? He loves everybody, amen. For God so loved the world, thank God. Hey, I heard a fellow say one time, home about John three sixteen. for God so loved the world. He said, a lot of men will make this statement. Say, they'll say, you can put your name in there. For God so loved Todd McKinnon. Amen. That sounds really good. Amen. For God so loved Todd McKinnon that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed him should not. That sounds really good. But what I got to understand, and I know this is hard for you to believe, but I, I Googled my name. And you know what I found out? I know it's hard for you to believe. I found out I was not the only Todd McKinnon in the world. Amen. So, But if that verse would have said God so loved Todd McKinnon, I'd been afraid he'd talk about one of them others. Amen. I'd been afraid he'd been talking about one of those. I think there's one lived in Detroit. I'd be afraid he's talking about that and up there. Amen. But I'm glad he said, for God so loved the world. And that meant every single one of us tonight. Amen. Hey, listen, does not matter where you are, who you are. I'm glad. And he so loved the world. Amen. I'm telling you, listen, I'm glad tonight. It don't matter where you go. On the face of this planet, you'll never meet a sinner that God does not care for. They understood how that he was interested in all tonight. Amen. All oh, the, the understanding of the citizens, amen. Yep. Can I just say this? If we just get a, if we just get a glimpse of him, 
Amen. Hey, listen, if we just see him for who he is, how you remember in Isaiah chapter number six, Isaiah saw him high and lifted up. And after he saw the Lord high and lifted up, he saw himself. And listen, and then he said, he said, he began to volunteer for the service of the Lord. Amen. You know why? Because he saw the Lord high and lifted up. These individuals saw Jesus for who he was. And friend, if we ever see him for who he was, hey, it'll not be a task to go after sinners tonight because that's who he's interested in. Amen. All the understanding. Don't you notice the urgent call? The Bible said here in verse number 35 again, they, the Bible said when they had knowledge of him, they sent out into all the country and they brought unto him all that were diseased. Notice their dedication. The Bible said they sent out unto all the country. Amen. And so they had to cover, listen, they had to cover a lot of ground. There was a big region that they had to cover, amen. And according to the Bible, they all that country, amen. So they was not a, I mean, listen, they was not, I mean, they was not one little group that they didn't go to. They went to everybody in all of Gennesaret. Isn't that what the Bible said? All the country, amen. Can I say something? That was not an easy task. It took some dedication how to track down all, everybody in all the country, all the land that needed help. They went to, listen, all that, that took some dedication, amen. Amen, friend. Hey, listen, can I say tonight, if we're gonna reach the world, the gospel, it's gonna take some dedication, amen. Hey, listen, it's gonna take some, it's gonna take some work, it's gonna take some effort, it's gonna take some dedication. How to go into all the world and preach the gospel unto every creature. Hey, but listen, what they were so motivated by was they knew him and they knew that he was capable and it was not about them, but it was about him and it was not about their inability, it was about his ability. It was not about what they couldn't do, it was about what he could do and they were determined to get everybody that needed help, amen. amen. We see their determination. But notice this, notice not only their, I mean their dedication, but notice their determination. The Bible said they brought unto him all that were diseased. They brought unto him. It didn't say they, they said they brought, amen. Now, the Bible says in verse number 36, and besought him that, my, that they might only touch the hem of his garment and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. And so everybody that they brought did not get saved. Amen. But they found everybody that needed help. They found everybody that was diseased. They found everybody that was sick. They found everybody that had a problem. And the Bible said they brought them. Amen. They didn't take no for an answer. Amen. I mean, they didn't go to one that was sick and uh, listen, say, hey, Jesus is here and he's the answer. He can heal you. He can touch you and he can help you. And if somehow they said, no, we don't want, they didn't take no for an answer. That's right. Amen, friend. I'm not talking about trying to fall, but I'm telling you, listen, they would not take no for an answer. Amen. I think sometimes we give up too easy. Amen. I remember the man who won me the Lord. I, I, I walked on a job when I was in my early, I think I was 20 or 21 year old. I walked on a job and the man who I was working with, he handed me a gospel track. First day on the job, he handed me a gospel track. And he said, if you died right now, would you go to heaven or hell? And uh, I mean, I, 
I stumbled around a little bit and he began to share the gospel with me and he put me to work. And uh, I worked all week and I'll be honest with you, I didn't, I didn't want to hear anything he had to say. I didn't want to hear anything he had to say. Matter of fact, I made it very clear to him that I didn't want to hear anything he had to say. Amen. I worked all week Friday on the way home. I flipped a car three times out in the field. When I crawled out of that car, I looked at the, the wreckage and I looked around and the Holy Ghost said, son, if you'd have died, you'd have went to hell. I went back to work on Monday and walked on the job. And I'm talking about the first moment on the job. That man looked at me and he said, I heard you had a wreck this weekend. I said, I did. He said, if you would have died in that wreck, would you have went to heaven or hell? And uh, man, I fumbled around. He said, I'm telling you, he said, you could be in hell right now. And I'm telling you, for the next several months of my life, I'd run him out of my face. I'd tell him to leave me alone, uh, but he would not leave me alone. He just kept coming back. Uh, he just kept telling me how much God loved me. He just kept telling me Jesus died for me. He just kept telling me there's a better way. He just kept pointing me to Calvary. He just kept telling me the good news. Uh, and finally, thank God, one Wednesday night on the right-hand side of the altar, all of that paid off. Uh, and I got saved by the grace of God. And I sure am glad that he didn't give up on this old sinner. I'm glad he kept coming back and kept coming back. And he brought me unto him. Amen. He's determined, thank God. Amen. Amen. I got saved. And when I got saved, man, God changed my life. Nobody in my family went to church. I mean, nobody. And uh, my brother was a meth addict. I started telling him what happened to me. He's just like me. He said, I don't want anything to do with it. Get out of my face and leave me alone. And every time I'd tell him about it, he'd, I, mean, he'd, he'd, I mean, he'd just tell me all, cuss me out, tell me he didn't want anything to do with it. I just kept, somebody said, was you not afraid you'd push him away? Well, he's already going to hell. Hey man, I'm not talking about being arrogant or having a bad attitude. I'm talking about with a broken heart, tears in our eyes, free and going to them and telling them that God loves them and Jesus died for them. And for nine months, I'd warn him and for nine months, he'd run me off and not want anything to do with me. And finally, on a, on a Friday night, we had a little Christmas play and uh, I called my mother. She was gonna come to the play and, uh, and uh, my brother answered the phone. And I said, what are you doing? He said, I took off work early. He said, I'm coming to church tonight. Yeah. And I, I, got, I said, what'd you do? Well, I got off the phone and got in the prayer closet. And I said, oh God. I said, I've been telling him about you for nine months. And I said, he's a coming tonight. And I said, God, if you don't save him tonight, I don't know what's gonna happen. And uh, we come that night and put, in, put on that little Christmas play. I sit on the front row and the preacher got up and preached the gospel at the end of it. And I crawled in the altar on this side and I said, God, I'm not leaving here to you save my brother. Hey, and about 10 minutes went by and about the time I heard somebody say, oh God, have mercy. And I looked over my old long-haired brother slid in right beside of me and got saved by the grace of God. I'm telling you, thank God, he's still able to save any sinner. He's still able to change any life. We just need to bring them unto him. Hey, we need to be determined to get the gospel unto them, amen. Well, they were determined, amen. The urgent call, but notice this, notice the universal cure. The Bible said in verse number 36, and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. Sound like they'd heard that before. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Sound like they'd heard that said they besought him 
that they might only touch the hem of his garment. Watch this. As many as touched were made perfectly whole. So again, every, evidently not, it didn't say everybody that was brought, but it said everybody that was touched. Remember I said there a moment ago, the Bible clear up a lot of false doctrine. Amen. They brought all those that were diseased and sent them at the feet of the Lord Jesus and then they had the choice to make. Amen. And listen, they said, they began to ask the Lord, said, if they touch your garment, can they be made whole? And the Bible said, as many as touch were made perfectly whole. Amen. And so listen, they had the choice to make whether to touch him or not. But as many as touched him. Amen. As many as touched him, watch this, were made perfectly whole. Amen. And I say when he does something, he does it right. Amen. They were made perfectly whole as many as touched him. Amen. I can I say tonight, friend, listen, those that have come to him and by faith and repentance, he will save them tonight. Amen. Listen, those that come to him, he'll in no wise cast them out tonight. Amen. He is able to save. He is willing to save. I'll tell you what I discovered a long time ago. He wants to save sinners more than we want them to be saved. Amen. If you're here tonight and you've never been saved, he wants to save you more than you want to be saved, friend. I'm telling you, but if you'll, listen, you'll have to come to him. You'll have to touch him by faith, but as many as come to him and touched him were made perfectly whole, amen. And I'll tell you what, you listen, you know what happened? They went away different. They were whole, amen. They weren't diseased anymore. Amen, they were not diseased anymore. Can I tell you, listen, I'm gonna tell you one thing that's bothering me of late. Can I tell you what's wrong with that? Y'all know this and I. Listen, what's going on in Washington is not what's wrong with our country. Amen, friend. I'll tell you what's wrong with our nation is we failed to evangelize it. Amen. I tell you what's wrong with our nation, friend. It's been it's being run by people that don't know God. It's been run by people that's never been born into the family of God. Amen. I mean, listen, if we want to change this country, I listen, it's not going to be changed in Washington. It's not going to be changed at the Supreme Court. I but friend, it's going to take the word of God. It's going to take the gospel message. How to turn this nation upside down. And if we ever see God do anything, I listen. And it's going to take the gospel how to change lives. But I've got good news tonight, friend. Listen, he's still able. And listen, God's still able. If I didn't believe God could turn this thing around, I'd quit and go home tonight. But listen, I know that the word of God's still powerful. And Jesus still saves sinners. And he's still able to touch lives. And as many as touch him were made perfectly whole. Amen. Amen. But see, some of these that were diseased couldn't get to him. They had to be brought to him. Amen. They had to be given the opportunity how to touch him. Amen. Listen, but when they were given that opportunity, thank God they took him up on it. Amen. That's what we need tonight. That's what I need tonight, friend. Listen, as I need to understand that he is the only answer tonight. He is the only way tonight. The gospel is the answer tonight, friend. And if we'll just go in the highways and hedges, they can tell them to come in and bring them into the house of God. Amen. Amen, friend. 
I'm telling you, we live in the day. I, I know years ago you'd re, you'd announce a revival meeting and people would just come, and it's not like that anymore, friend. Uh, we're gonna have to go after them. We're gonna have to shake the bushes uh, and bring them in. Uh, and listen, I'm telling you, if, it was, if that man had never come to me and shared the gospel, I'd probably not be in church tonight. Amen. I have no desire for church. I have no desire for the things of God. Uh, but can I tell you, when God done a work down on the inside, uh, friend, there's something happened and it's made me want to go to church. Hey, listen, he is able to do the work. Amen. Amen. That's the key to missions tonight. Amen. Amen. It's understanding who he is. Amen. It's understanding his heart tonight. Amen. Hey, his heart is, is sinners tonight. Amen. His heart is the, is the down and out, those that nobody care about. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, it seems like my whole life, that's what my ministry's been to, those that nobody care about. Amen. Those that nobody want anything to do with. Yes, I'm glad God's able, amen. Yes, I'm glad God wants to, amen. I'm glad God's interested in them, amen. Yes, I was preaching in a prison some time ago and there was a man sitting on a table and I began to share the gospel with him and talk to him and he didn't really want anything to do with what I was saying. He was not listening. And I made a statement. I said, uh, God can forgive you of your sin. And he said, uh, he stopped me. He, he, I mean, he just, whole countenance changed. And he stopped me and he said, God cannot forgive me. Yeah, so what makes you think that? He said, well, I'm a murderer. And he said, uh, they say that God cannot forgive a murderer. And I said, well, who's they? And he, he said, well, that's just what they say. And I said, well, it don't really matter what they say. And it really don't matter what I say. What matters is what they say, amen. And I started reading him the word of God. Amen, who forgiveth all thine iniquity, amen. Hey, listen, I just started going down through the scriptures and reading him the word of God. And he stopped and he said, are you saying God can forgive me? And I said, I'm not saying anything. I said, what's that say? He said, according to that Bible, God said he'd forgive me. I said, that's who you need to listen to. He got down there on the floor and cried out to God and asked God to save him by the grace of God. When he got done, I, when he got done, I looked at him and I said, uh, did the Lord do anything for you? And he said, yes, sir. I said, what did he do? He said, he saved me. I said, you think you can tell somebody about it? He said, absolutely. I said, you see that gentleman I came in with? I said, would you go over there and tell him what happened to you? So he went over there to him. He said, I just want to tell you I got saved. He started going to everybody in the whole dorm. And he started, listen, I just got saved. God just saved me. I just got saved. God just saved me. He came back over there where I was at and I looked at him. I said, did you get saved today? And he said, I found, he said, today, preacher, I found out God could forgive a murderer. Even one, even one that killed a whole house full of people. Say, what'd you say? I said, hey, man, thank God. Hey, listen, there's no sinner too vile. There's no situation too far gone. He is still able to save. He's still able to save unto the uttermost all them that call unto I'm glad, thank God, he is able. Amen. Amen. And they just brought him unto him. Amen. <laughs> That's the answer tonight, thank God. That's the answer for this country that's the answer for the 195 countries of the world, friend. It is the gospel tonight, amen. That is the only answer tonight, amen. Amen, preacher. Hallelujah.